This is Solid Foundation Ministries with Dr. Pierre Couvert, building solid foundations through sound Bible teaching. Welcome back to Solid Foundation Ministries. Today, I want to focus on what the Bible calls a reprobate mind. We will be using as our text today a passage from Romans chapter 1. It says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And that's Romans chapter 1, verse 28. I hope that you're able to grasp the seriousness of what this verse says. A reprobate mind is a mind abandoned to wickedness and eternal destruction without hope of pardon. That's a very serious thing to have a reprobate mind, and it's even worse when God gives us over to such a thing. It is important to notice that those who reject the knowledge of God are given over to a reprobate mind by God. This means, in essence, that God has said, You won't listen to me, so I'm going to give you what you want, and you'll have to suffer the consequences. There will be no remedy for you. People can reach a point of no return in their rebellion against God. This will seem harsh to some of you, but a person can come to a point where God will no longer deal with his heart in an effort to draw him unto himself. Listen to what God has to say on this subject in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 through 31. Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. God not only calls out to mankind as a whole, he also calls out to each of us individually. He stretches out his hand to those in trouble. He is there to help those who will come to him. Rather than listen to his call and see his hand, most people will set at naught his counsel and refuse to listen to his reproof. There is a serious warning in this passage that we would do well to heed. We are warned that the rejection of God and his precepts will result in God laughing at us and refusing to hear our cries for help. Once people have reached this point, they can seek him, but they will not find him. This passage goes well with our text in Romans chapter 1. It says that they hated knowledge, and our text says they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. This is a common symptom today in our society. God makes himself known to mankind through his word and through his preachers. He also uses the same sources to call people to righteousness. When God's precepts are rejected, the consequences are horrible. A lot is going on in our country today. The recent Supreme Court decision on same-sex marriage has put sodomy on the front page. Of course, they don't call it sodomy because that would be politically incorrect. Political correctness 
keeps the truths about the bad effects of sodomy out of the news. The media doesn't talk about how many children are harmed by the sodomites. It doesn't talk about the the AIDS, HIV problems since they learned that it is most prevalent among those involved in same-sex relationships. Here are some facts concerning AIDS and HIV in America. The media doesn't talk about them, but they are nevertheless facts. First of all, there are 1.2 million people in America living with an HIV infection. Now, they've learned to control it a lot better, but it still shortens the lives of those who have it. About 13% of those who have HIV don't even know they have it. That means that if they're having sexual relations, they are spreading it throughout the rest of the population. Homosexual and bisexual men, especially black men, are those who are the most uh, infected by this disease. Most new HIV infections are among our youth between the ages of 13 and 24. It costs about $12.1 billion to treat the 40,000 new cases of HIV in the U.S. annually. Now, folks, that's a big drain on our financial uh, resources in America. Homosexuals have more mental health issues than heterosexuals do. Now, there are those who try and tell us that that's because of the fact that they are condemned by society. But the evidence shows that this is not the real cause of mental illness among homosexuals. They have found that there is no difference concerning mental health issues where homosexual is accepted and where it is not. Places like Denmark and other countries where homosexual uh, lifestyle has been accepted for many years, where it is not condemned, where people don't look down on homosexuals, have just as many uh, mental health problems as those in areas like America where it is not uh, as accepted as people would like to think it is. A poll found that 70% of psychiatrists said that they believe that homosexuals' problems in mental health were due more to personal conflicts than to any social stigmatization or any uh, condemnation by society. A disproportionate percentage, that is to say 29%, of adult children with homosexual parents have been specifically subject to sexual molestation by a homosexual parent. This is compared to only 0.6% of adult children of heterosexual parents. There's a greater amount of pedophilia among homosexuals than there is among uh, heterosexuals. Homosexuals are more promiscuous, that is, they have more sexual uh, partners, than heterosexuals. Homosexuals cannot reproduce when they live their lifestyle. This is proof that homosexuality is not a genetic thing because the science of genetics says that when genes are not reproduced, which they wouldn't be if they don't have children, that the genes will die out. Those who say that homosexuality is a genetic thing and they can't help themselves don't know what they're talking about. They are totally scientifically incorrect. No nation that has accepted homosexuality as normal has ever survived more than a hundred years. This is dangerous for our country when we realize that the left-wing elite in our country have accepted homosexuality as normal for more than 50 years already, and they have been trying to get it accepted by the rest of society. Folks, 
This nation is in real trouble if we don't repent of this thing. It's a shame that the political correctness is keeping these harmful effects of sodomy from the public. If the public really knew the truth, people would not be so quick to accept uh, same-sex marriage. If they understood the the danger that it is for children, if they understood the ill effects that it has on our on our economy and many other areas, they would say maybe we should rethink this idea of same-sex marriage and accepting homosexuality as just another normal lifestyle. There is nothing at all that is normal about homosexuality. Sodomy or homosexuality is not the only evil that is accepted as normal today in America. Since the passing of Roe v. Wade, more than 60 million babies have been murdered uh, before they were born. A lot is said about the need to have abortion legal because we need to protect the health of the mother. This is a straw man put together by homosexual advocates and by the left to try and get us to accept abortion as a normal part of our society. The truth of the matter is that more than 90% of the abortions in America have nothing whatsoever to do with the health of the mother or of the child. They have to do with the uh, mother not wanting the inconvenience of a child. It's all about them having their pleasure being able to go out and live the lifestyle they want and if they goof up and get pregnant they can just uh, have it killed so that they don't have to be inconvenienced by their mistake. Folks, I believe that people have the freedom of choice in America when it comes to themselves. Women have the freedom of choice when it comes to their own body. They can use them like a prostitute or they can use them like a godly person. That's a choice they have. They can abstain from uh, sexual activity outside of wedlock and they can abstain from sexual activity when they don't want to have children. But once they are pregnant... It is no longer about their body. It's about the body of another living person. I have a question when it comes to this uh, issue of Planned Parenthood harvesting the body parts and selling them. If those body parts are human body parts and can be used for human beings, why in the world is what they're taking them from, the aborted baby, not a human being? Why is it not murder to kill somebody so that you can take their liver and give it to somebody else? I don't understand that. This just shows that the people in our nation have a reprobate mind. That is, they are uh, totally incapable of understanding the truth of, of things like this. Their mind is so corrupted. Even when doctors say that a mother's life in, is in danger, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily so. This is a very personal thing with me. I have a brother that I love very much. If today's philosophy had been the norm back in the days when he was born, he was born in 1950, I would not have that brother. My mother was told that another child would kill her. The doctor didn't give any uh, reservations on it. He said it would kill her. Two weeks later, I believe it was, or at least a short time later, my mother found out that she was expecting my little brother. Had she lived today, they would have told her to abort the baby in in order to save her own life. Well, hopefully my mother wouldn't have done it even if she lived today, but the fact is, in those days, they didn't do things that way. The result is, my mother, who was about 30 at the time that this happened, lived until she was 
92, or almost 92, and died in 2011. Now, folks, stop and think a little bit. She had the baby, and she didn't die, even though the doctor said she would. Another very important thing is that my brother just turned uh, 65 this past January, and uh, he's still around. The important thing to understand is that neither one of them was harmed. Both of them lived uh, long, productive lives after my brother was born, and uh, the doctors were wrong. We need to trust God instead of doctors, and trust God to make things work out the way they should work out. Another reason they have for aborting babies is that the baby might not be normal. He may have Down syndrome or something like that. Let me tell you something, folks. I know some Down syndrome children, and those children are so capable of love. They're such warm people. I love to be around them. I have one back in Washington State where I used to be pastor uh, that is my best buddy, and we just loved each other, and I love being around him. They're not living a poorer life. They live a very good life if they have proper parents and proper people around them to guide things. Who are these people who say that they're not going to have a good life and they have the right to kill them? Do they think they're God or something? The abortion industry is just that, an industry. It makes money by killing babies. Now, folks, that should shock us by itself. It's interesting to know also that it's a fetus if they don't want it if they're going to kill it, but if they want it, it's a baby. And I'm not talking about after it's born. It's also interesting that there have been cases where somebody has killed a mother and killed the baby at the same time. And they have been prosecuted for two murders, not just one. If it's just a blob of tissue, how was it murder? What does the mother's desire have to do with whether or not the child is, is a real person or not? Let me tell you something, folks. You can call the baby in the womb whatever you want. You can call it a fetus. You can call it a baby. You can call it a blob of tissue. But it doesn't matter what you call it. It is murder. It is the taking of a human life. I just mentioned the things that have been in the news lately about Planned Parenthood selling baby body parts uh, to make a profit. This is one of the unintended consequences of this whole idea of abortion. It has created a callousness towards human life. It not only shows this callousness on the part of those who are selling the body parts that you see in the videos if you've been watching the news, it also shows a callousness on other people because there has not been that much of an outrage against what Planned Parenthood has been doing. folks. It's evil, it's wrong, and we should be outraged by what's happening. They choose the method of killing the baby that will preserve the body parts that they want. This is a calculated thing. It shows a callousness for human life. And it's interesting that the left-wing media, instead of condemning Planned Parenthood for what they're doing, is trying to condemn those who took the videos uh, who show what P Planned Parenthood is, is doing. Whether or not they broke some laws by uh, making these videos without the knowledge of those who were speaking is another issue. And I don't know whether they did or not, but that doesn't matter. We should be totally outraged by the fact that this organization that's supposed to be doing good is out there deliberately killing babies in such a way that it doesn't destroy their body parts so they can sell those body parts 
to the body merchants. Folks, this is horrible. Something else in the news yesterday was a story about a protected lion that was illegally killed by an American dentist. It's true that this is a crime and it should be punished. It's true that we should be concerned about this kind of thing. It's sad, however, that this has brought more outrage in America than Planned Parenthood's uh, harvesting of body parts from aborted babies. What's wrong with the people of America today? Why in the world are we not totally incensed, totally outraged and angry that an organization would do what Planned Parenthood is doing, and yet we are outraged beyond measure because somebody killed a lion? Legally or illegally isn't the issue. The issue is our outrage is misplaced when we're more outraged about the killing of a lion than we are about the killing of babies. In the Old Testament, we see Israel offering their children on the altar of false gods. God greatly condemned them and punished them for doing so. Today in America, we see people offering their babies on the altar of pleasure killing their babies just because it interferes with their pleasure. It interferes with their having a bigger house, a more fancy car, more expensive vacations, and even uh, having sex with as many partners out of wedlock as they want. These issues are more important to people in our society than the life of a baby. How sad can this be? Folks, we live in a nation which, as a general rule, has a reprobate mind, a mind that is is uh, incapable of, of making right decisions and incapable of seeing the evil that's going on around us. Another thing that has happened in our society that shows that we have a reprobate mind are the laws that have been passed or the court decisions that have been made in an attempt to keep God out of the public square. We can't even mention God or Jesus Christ in our schools without a lawsuit from the ACLU. Now, on the other hand, we can talk all we want about Allah and Islam. We can even uh, force school children to say Islamic prayers. But don't you dare ask them to say under God in the Pledge of Allegiance to, the, to our flag. On the left, there is more outrage against the U.S. motto, in God we trust, being displayed on the back of a police car than there is about Planned Parenthood killing babies in such a way as they can harvest their body parts to sell them. Something is really wrong when we live in a society that has that mindset. In our schools, we are teaching our children the religion of evolution in the name of science. Evolution is a faith-based belief because when the facts are examined, there is absolutely no scientific evidence for evolution. Some people are going to say, yes, there is. But when you look at the facts and see what is really true, we find that every species that exists came into the fossil record fully formed and functioning. We never see any time when there are transitional forms between different kinds or types of animals. We never see a dog evolving into a cat or any other such thing. There are things that they try and force upon us and tell us that they are transitional types, but when the facts are studied, we find that there are absolutely none. We teach our children in school that everything is relative and that there are no rules, that whatever you feel like doing is okay. That is, until they do something that offends the teacher. 
We teach them that uh, we're nothing more than advanced animals. Folks, in light of all the things we're teaching our children, is it any wonder they are acting like animals? You know, animals kill those they don't like. They'll attack and kill uh, any animal that invades their territory, even of the same type. They're murderers. They have no moral values. In this incident with the lion that was killed, they're telling us that he probably had some cubs, and the lion that takes over his place in the pride will kill those babies just so that he can make sure that his line and not the previous lion's line uh, continues. We teach our children they're animals, and they act like animals. We shouldn't be surprised. Now, there is one major animal characteristic that seems to be missing in many mothers today. This is the willingness of the mother to die for her children. In the animal kingdom, we see mother animals taking on much greater forces than them and risking their own lives just to save their babies. Mothers today seem to think that their baby should die before he's born just because he will interfere with their pleasure. Folks, that is a twisted, backwards way of looking at things. What is wrong with our people today? It's simple. They have what the Bible calls a reprobate mind. I want you to notice some things that God has to say about this. In Romans chapter 1, in verse 24, it says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. In verse 26 of the same chapter, it says, For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And here's another one. Even when they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now let's just talk about each one of those for a moment. Verse 24 tells us that God gives those who reject his precepts up to uncleanness. In other words, he allows them to follow their lusts. Dishonoring their own bodies includes all sorts of sexual immorality and perversion. There have been recently discovered documents in the Department of Justice that show just how far this nation has gone. They're trying to push the limits of uh, sexual deviancy far beyond sodomy. They want to make things like pedophilia, bestiality, and other things legal. The documents included uh, a total of, I think it was, 12 sexual practices that uh, they want to make legal. Verse 26 tells us that God gives those who reject his precepts up to vile affections. Vile means wicked, and affections means those things that are loved. They love the vile things, so God allows them to have their way, and he allows them to have it along with the consequences that go along with it. This verse tells us that the women have changed their natural use to something that is unnatural. The natural use of a woman is to bear children and guide the home. I know this is not politically correct, but it is what the scriptures teach. There are two ways that women change the natural use to that which is against nature. The first is through prostituting themselves, be it for money or for pleasure. Women prostitute themselves for pleasure when they have sexual relationships outside of marriage. 
It's acceptable in society today, but it is not acceptable to God. The second way women change the natural use of the woman is through lesbianism. In the context of this passage, uh, it also condemns men who have the same kind of relationship with men that they should naturally have with women. This is called sodomy. God will give us over to uh, evil things if we insist on it, but we will suffer the consequences. The third verse here is our text verse, and it tells us that God gives those who reject his uh, precepts over to a reprobate mind. He allows them to do those things that are not convenient. Now this word convenient means suitable or proper. All of the things I have talked about today would fall into this category. Killing babies is not proper no matter what they try and tell us. Sodomy is not proper no matter what they try and tell us. It spreads disease, it results in children being abused, Uh, it does a lot of evil things in our society. Selling aborted baby parts is not proper. As a matter of fact, it's against the law. Even though Planned Parenthood is saying that they have done nothing against the law, selling body parts and aborting babies in a way to preserve body parts are both against the law at least according to those things that I've heard on the news from people that ought to know. Putting God out of the public square is not proper. This nation was founded on godly principles. The founding fathers said that our constitution was designed for a religious, and in those days religious meant Christian, but for a religious people, and that our constitution is totally inadequate for the governing of any other kind of people. The founding fathers knew that they could not legislate morality. They could not force people to do what's right. So they were depending on the religious beliefs or the Christian and biblical beliefs of the people to keep our nation safe. We've lost that today and people have been given over to a reprobate mind and we're seeing that our constitution is not uh, capable of governing a Uh, this kind of people. Before I close, let me say that I love America. I really do. I still think it's the greatest country on earth. I don't, however, allow my love for my country to blind my eyes to what's happening. This nation has turned its back on God, and we are reaping the consequences. We have turned our back on God, and he has turned his back on us. How can I ask God to bless a nation that accepts sodomy knowing that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for the same perversion? How can I ask God to bless a nation that offers its unborn on the altar of the God of pleasure knowing that he punished Israel and other nations for similar acts? How can I ask God to bless a nation that kills babies so they can sell their body parts? How can I ask God to bless a nation that has rejected his precepts and put him out of public life? How can I do it? You know, I can't ask God to bless America, but I can ask God to have mercy on America. I can ask God to wake up Americans, to let them see what we're doing, to let them see how we're destroying everything that is important to us. We will lose our freedoms that we love so much. We will lose so many other things if we don't turn this around. We need to ask God to bring revival in this nation, to wake us up, to make us realize what we're doing. 
The sad thing is that most Christians are not committed enough to the one they call Lord to sacrifice for his cause. They're not willing to do anything that takes them out of their comfort zone in order to see that God's righteousness rules in this nation. If those who call themselves Christians don't repent and turn themselves back to God, I fear that all is lost. God is the only one that can save our nation, and uh, the future of America is in the hands of Christians. If we're really the majority that the polls seem to indicate we are, we can turn this nation around. My fear is that Christians are not willing to do what's necessary because it requires sacrifice on their part. And Christians of today are not willing to sacrifice anything that gets them out of their uh, comfortable position and doing what they want to do. This is a sad situation. My question for you as I close out today is, are you willing to do what's necessary? Are you willing to sacrifice something that we can turn this nation around? We need to vote for the right kind of people. We need to stand up against the evils. We need to protest. We need to do whatever's necessary to stop the evils. Are we willing to do it? You have been listening to Solid Foundation Ministries from Lenore, North Carolina. Dr. Kuvert has 35 years in the ministry as a former missionary and pastor. He is available for revivals and various conferences on missions, Bible, Baptist heritage, and the family. To find out more, go to our website, solidfoundationministries.com, or call 828-244-6505. Remember, the Christian life is not about you. It's about God receiving the glory.